Hello, hello, my friends. It's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. I hope you are doing fantastic. Thank you for joining me on episode 57 of our podcast series. It's, we've been rolling this out for a little bit more than a year now. And today is May 18th, 2021. So I never know who's listening to these or when. And if you're anything like I am, sometimes you circle back to podcasts that are two or three years old. So it's always interesting interesting to align the dates and times to where you're at in your life, whether it's fresh or whether this is a message from the past um, or um, or however it resonates with you. Because I completely, completely agree with the fact that we attract what we're looking for. So if you know you come across this podcast and you're like, oh, how did I find this? Or where did this come from? Or it speaks to me so much. It's because you've attracted it. And keep that in mind as you're progressing through your day today. You know, when we attract things or when we are so conscious about what it is that we're working towards, we attract things. And today's episode is to do with emotional eating. And you're probably like, what is she talking about attracting and emotional eating? But it all comes together. Like you're going to learn today. I'm going to share with you a little bit why emotional eating And change is hard and the triggers that are involved and that this is such a complex issue. And most of us, most of us have faced this in one way or another throughout our life. And it won't be that surprising once you hear this, just because everything that we've, we hear and see and do these days isn't new, right? It might be new to us in the moment, but this is not new information that I'm sharing. I just might be sharing it in a way that resonates with you, where perhaps in the past it didn't, or you weren't ready to hear the message, but now you are attracting this into your life. Same thing with phone calls, with conversations, with different opportunities. You've attracted that person or those thoughts into your life. And I think it's fantastic when you remember that, and that little reminder helps you take something more out of the conversation or out of the information, whatever it looks like to you. So you ready to settle in? Today's information is coming from my signature 21 days to a smiling reflection program. And the way I put it together is typically about emotional eating and weight loss, but that's not the underlining change that's happening. So we're going to touch on, on one major segment of my program that I put together. And I'm going to start with a story that I'm sure you can relate to. And then we're going to talk about where the magic falls into a line and how this all connects for you. So you ready? Get comfortable or enjoy your walk or get ready to go. Today I'm trying this podcast outside. Um, We put together a gazebo this weekend. I love it. It's part of the outdoor oasis that we're putting together. And um, my goal is to work outside a little bit more and to balance a little bit more about what I want out of life and living my best life versus what I'm currently doing. And that's always constantly evolving for me. And that's what happens, right? The closer and closer you get to making your goals a reality, the bigger the goal becomes because you're reaching that next goal that you never even thought of. So that's why receiving information at a certain point in time is so relevant when perhaps it wasn't relevant in the past. It was just timing. Timing is everything. So let's get this party started 
And hopefully we won't have too many background um, distractions. I don't think so because it's pretty quiet today. But if it doesn't work, I won't do it again. <laughs> and um, all right. Ready? So an expert from my signature 21 Days to a Smiling Reflection program. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because this program is available to everybody. And it is a fantastic program. It is an accountability program. And although I'm using food and calories and emotional eating as the primary topic today, you all know that the four components that I interchange is mindset, meals, money, and movement. Those are the four pillars that I work on when it comes to transformation with people. So um, keep that in mind. If this doesn't relate to you, how does it relate to you in one of those four or one of those three other categories? So if today's about um, meals and emotional eating and mindset and things like that, where does it relate to you in other areas of your life if it's not with this particular area? So does this story sound familiar? You start a new diet. You're told to cut out the salty snacks or sweet treats that you love the most. And guess what? You start to lose weight. Congratulations. But then all you can think about is the food that you really, really love. The dessert that you used to have. The salty snack that you munched on at your desk. But dieting means sacrifice, right? Typically, we just have to ignore the cravings. Oh, tell me about it. How hard is it to ignore those cravings on some days? Women, y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't think men have cravings like we do, but we certainly have cravings. But then Friday arrives and we're exhausted and we're faced with a party, not in COVID, but we're faced with additional responsibilities right now and maybe a happy hour or last minute dinner because we didn't meal plan. Maybe it's just a chance to do something different. So Friday comes around and we're exhausted and we're not in the mental band space to prioritize what we want. We tell ourselves we'll stick to our plan. But then that is so tempting, that warm bread or the chips that arrive at the table. Or if you know that you can just make a phone call a phone call and dial your favorite takeout to show up at your home. I guess it depends where you're at in this world listening to this. In Ontario, we're in lockdown still. No restaurants, no leaving the house, really. So, yes, it could be taken. Taken, that's it. Takeout, that's it. Um, but then you're tempted, right? Oh, I'm just going to do it this one time. Just this one time. But that one time opens the floodgates And it becomes drinks and fries and desserts. And at one time, that one bite turns into so much more. Hang on. I know you can relate to this. All of a sudden, our diet has completely disappeared. Until Monday rolls around again. And then we feel like we're in search for a new answer and starting all over again. How many times in your life have you repeated the exact same cycle? Where's it led to you? Where's it led you to? Back to the same cycle, right? Trying to repeat what you didn't know worked in the first place. But what if you could finally, finally stop the cycle? What would it look like if it could be different? What would it look like if it could be easy? Whether you have a busy social life with very little time to cook, picky little eaters at home to make the meals, or even a simple weakness for ice cream. Mmm. Mmm. I love ice cream. Well, frozen yogurt prefer, but I do like ice cream. But sticking to a diet which requires you to cut out specific foods can be, well, tricky and impossible. And it's really hard to sustain for the long term. It leads to a stressful week of completely derailing all of your hard work. One one setback 
can lead to the feeling of derailing all of your hard work. Again, think about how this applies to other areas. It also leads to a dieting roller coaster, one we just can't wait to get off. The question is, how do we get off this roller coaster? And this is what I have for you today. We can take control of our diet and stop unnecessarily cutting out the foods we enjoy. We can stop making ourselves feel guilty when we want to indulge. We're ready for how to find these solutions. How can we finally get the life-changing results we've always wanted? Here's the, here's the magic. By leaning in and learning how to crack the diet code. And that's why I've created this 21 Days to a Signature, my 21 Days program, which is a signature program, 21 Days to a Smiling Reflection, and it's not just another cookie cutter program. This is so different than anything that you've ever done before. Do you want to know why? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you why right now because I know you're so curious. There's a couple things. And the magic is found in these couple things. It's your perspective. You're changing your thoughts. Leaning into new habits. Rewarding your habits as you go along. And I'm not going to give all my secrets away, but it's accountability. So the two bookends here sustainability and accountability. This is what makes this program work. So it's a, this program that we've put together is a way of controlling your nutrition so you can eat according to your goals. Whether you want to get in shape for that beach vacation, train for the marathon, build muscle, or simply avoid the dreaded postmenopausal weight gain. Yes, I know we can all feel that coming up in our lives. So while we want our diet to become our lifestyle, we also want to know how to adjust to it and eat according to our goals. So as our needs change, our goals change. Sometimes we want faster results to look even extra fabulous for a certain occasion or for that big birthday, but other times we want to learn how to maintain our weight. So think about where that where you're at. Are you looking for major change? You know, you're looking to lose anywhere between, I want to say 15 plus pounds, or are you looking to maintain the 15 to five pounds where you're at right now to keep yourself happy? Uh, And it could be less than that, but you understand what I'm saying. So what I'm going to teach you is how you can sustain and do both. Lose and maintain while enjoying your food. With these suggestions, you're going to eat according to your goals, and there's going to be no foods that are off limits. And I'm going to preface that by saying, when I say no foods that are off limits, I mean off limits because of good or bad choices, not off limits because of dietary or um, health choices. Allergies, preferences, intolerances, that's your decision. That's on you. In that case, those foods should be off limits. But anything else will not be off limits when it comes to what we're working on. And the best part, the best part is your smiling reflection. Your happiness is so worth it. Right now, so many people judge who they are, their ability to love themselves, and their ability to be loved based on their physical appearance. That needs to change. It needs to change. Yes, you are the way you are right now based on the decisions that you've made in the past. Yes, that can completely change by making new decisions today, moving forward, will help you create a new you. It starts with listening in and continuing what's next. Okay. 
So if you're nervous or unsure about how to get started, I've got you covered. We've got in this package, it comes with a healthy snack cheat sheet, which is for many people the hardest part when it comes to their new lifestyle change. Recipes, tips to make things easier on your own, accountability, a habit tracker, and a full program. And more importantly, why change is hard. But I know any life-changing results, to get them that last, can feel a little bit overwhelming. You've tried it before. You've been there. You've done that. You've put your foot in. You tasted the you te- felt the temperature of the water. You've tasted the food. You've tried. You have failed. You are searching again. You are looking for something different. You are so sick of the diet culture. And the fact that you feel like you need to be a certain shape and size in order to be. This is why this program exists. I'm going to help you eat according to your goals and help you feel in control of your nutrition. Now you're going to learn what to eat, how much to eat, when to eat, how to eat, and whether the underlying question, whether carbs are good or bad. Some of you have heard me talk about this before. So... I've created a program that will adapt to your changing. Ah, quick pause for a second. The uh, risk of being outside with the dogs is one of the neighbor dogs started barking and then my dog started barking. So I'm like, stop. And I'm not sure if y'all heard that or not. Then I quickly hit pause so I could get them to stop barking for a few minutes. Let's pick this back up. We had to interrupt this program for a real life scenario. <laughs> Isn't that what makes it real though? Makes it great. Okay. Your goals, your needs are going to change over time. They have in the past and they will again in the future. And they even will now as you're going through things. Earlier in this podcast, earlier in this message, I had mentioned to you that as you get closer and closer to your goals, other goals appear. They show up and you want to now have those goals, those newer goals to aspire to. And it doesn't mean your other goal doesn't exist. That other goal, that first goal was a piece to the pie to bring you to your bigger picture. So I know what you're thinking. Everything that you've heard me say so far is there's a lot of promises, a lot of possibilities, and you've even heard some of this before. As I said, you would. But what makes this time different? This time is completely different because we're going to talk about the secret ingredient that really matters the most, your mindset. Your mindset is everything. This program provides resources and the guide to help support you on this journey. Plus, I'm here to help you every step along the way. Remember how I said consistency and accountability? How many programs have you done in the past that lacked both of those two key components? And you wonder why it didn't happen. Were you consistent? Were you consistent on trying to be perfect? Or were you consistent on trying to be real? in the moment? Were you accountable? Did you have a way of tracking what's working? Did you have a check-in point? Did you have somebody, a coach to help keep you on track with where you're going and help you course correct when you, when you go sideways? Not everybody can do this alone. I've had many clients in the past that we've worked together. They've stepped away for a week or two. Then they've come back because like they've resumed their work because they weren't ready. You have to remember, we're trying to re, how do I say this? We're trying to flip the script from a story and experiences and choices we've been making for 40 years, at least. 
Some of these have been ingrained in us. They weren't our choice. Other times we have put them there ourselves based on society and based on expectations, based on magazines. This isn't an easy change. Change is never easy. If you go back to a podcast a couple of weeks ago, I talked about why change is hard. But in this program, there's a whole bunch of information as to why change is hard as well. And it's something that we need to lean into because you've changed. You've changed as a person over time. Your habits should change as well. Your desire, oh, hiccups, your desires should change and your way of getting there needs to change as well. So this whole program that I put together will provide resources and a guide to support you on this journey. You will soon realize that you're not chasing the goal weight. And this is the important part. When I work with people, it's about emotions and energies. How do, how do you feel when you want to get to a certain weight? What does that feel like? And I hope you bring those feelings into your day now, not waiting until then. Okay. So your goal weight might be what you think is your starting point, but it's not your destination, but rather the feeling of joy and happiness to help you get there that comes with the confidence that you've embarked and learned as you go throughout your journey and how you're creating your new lifestyle. So let me recap that everything that this program encompasses. It comes with helping you understand your feelings and emotions of what you're working for, your energies and emotions, the joy and happiness that comes with the confidence as you embark on your journey and create your new lifestyle a balanced lifestyle that you can maintain through the roller coaster that life gives. Okay. So now you know a little bit more about what this is about. I'm not going to talk about why change is hard today. Um, we can circle back to this at a different time. I did do an episode a couple of weeks ago and I can get you that number if you're interested, but I know that I do include this in this package right here. So you have a <laughs> reference point. All right, doing a podcast outside with dogs barking is not going to work. So excuse me if you heard that once again. Um, we are just about to talk about the um, eating style of emotional eating. Now, there's more than one different eating style out there. Emotional eating is not the end-all and be-all. I have um, different books and different resources where I can help you pinpoint the exact eating style for you if you want any of those reference materials to look at on your own, just let me know. But today we're talking about emotional eating because this is the biggest one I tend to work with with most of my clients. So emotional eating um, is reacting from emotions without food. That's what you want to try to step away from. Reacting from emotions without food. So we typically use food with celebrations. Celebrations is a happy occasion. We use food when it comes to funerals and wakes and celebrations of life. So again, a negative feeling. We tend to go to food when we're not feeling well, right? There isn't a, food has a part in our life when we're not feeling well. Sometimes it's soup and crackers and ginger ale. We go to food when it comes to um, wanting to share a romantic dinner with our partner. So there's a lot of emotions tied in with food and with eating that we don't even realize that we do. It's not just a matter of a different feeling or a different taste. So in your head, you are thinking emotional. Your stomach is physical. So I want to go through these two differences. Head is emotional and your stomach is physical. What I'm teaching you here is helping you understand the difference between emotional and physical hunger cues. 
Because those celebrations, those big picture events that we just talked about, they're still going to be there in your life. We're going to use this to try to curtail your day-to-day so you can enjoy those bigger events. So an emotional eating moment that would be in your head would be sudden and urgent. Strong emotions and distress. Craving something sweet and salty. Mindless eating. And anything to do with guilt. Those are the typical reasons why we emotionally eat. When it comes to physical hunger, this is more driven by your stomach. So this is usually every three hours and it's gradually. Physical symptoms, you might hear your stomach growl, right? You might start to get lethargic or tired depending on what type of person you are. You're open to eat anything, nothing sweet or salty, but anything. An apple will do. You know you're really hungry if you eat an apple and an hour later you're still hungry. Um, When it comes to physical hunger, you know where to stop because you know when you're full. You're not mindlessly eating at all. And it's full of self-control. It's not out of guilt. So I'm going to say those differences again just so you can have a better checkpoint. Emotional versus physical. Head versus stomach. Emotional is sudden and urgent. Physical, which is your stomach, is gradually about every three hours. Strong emotions and distress is emotional, where physical symptoms is like stomach growling, things like that. Emotional is sweet and salty. Physical means you're open to anything. Emotional is mindless, like when you're watching TV at night. Physical, you know when to stop, like not to even have a snack when you're watching TV at night. Emotional is normally full of guilt or some other, um, um, some other feeling. Physical, you have self-control and you can stop whenever you want. So think about different ways of responding to these self-care strategies. One of the tricks that I like to talk about is eating regularly, getting ahead of the cycle, which is eating every two and a half to three hours consistently around the clock. Okay, maybe not around the clock. I don't want you waking up at night to have a snack. But if you do it throughout the day from when you get up to when you go to bed, whatever your schedule looks like, every three hours or so, you should be ahead of your hunger. So if you're eating regular meals and snacks and you get enough rest and you talk to people, you should be able to be more aware as to when the emotional eating is kicking in. And now you want to replace that emotional eating with healthy alternatives. A nap, chat with a friend, journal, put some loud music on, go for a quick walk, take a shower or a bath. Water is so underrated when it comes to energy and emotions because water is energy. It is a form of energy. And most people's emotions drown in the water. Think of a shower feels when you get up and you're so tired and you get out of the shower and it's like magically you're wide awake and you're ready to conquer the world. Or when you go to the beach and you've got your feet in the water, how relaxed you feel. Water is one of the most underrated uses for changing your emotions and your energy. And when it comes to eating, be aware of what's making eating enjoyable. Rearrange your environment. One spot you eat at at home. So do you have a spot at your table that you eat? Use individual plates. Use smaller plates. Avoid having seconds. 
and keep veggies accessible. So for anybody that follows me on social media, I did a post yesterday, and I know this is irrelevant for those who are catching this down the road, but I did a post about meal prep and about all of the things that we put together yesterday. And I said we, but I actually did it. He was working on the gazebo. And, you know, it included everything from overnight oats and having frozen fruit ready to be used, boiling eggs, cutting and cooking, sorry, cooking and cutting chicken breasts, cooking the quinoa, having the vegetables put together, having these ready to go, even if you're working from home, even if you're at home with kids, it doesn't matter what it looks like. When they're ready, you're ahead of the hunger. It makes say no to the other temptations that much easier. So while watching TV or doing things that keep your brain busy, try not to eat. Try to do things like paint your nails, do puzzles or coloring. And also when making dinners for others, chew gum. Or I like to snack on veggies when I'm making dinners. Chew gum, snack on veggies, make a tea, something that will offer you an alternative to munching. So these are new tricks. These are new habits, right? One of the other things I want to share with you is take the time to savor the food that you're eating. Eat and allow your brain to register that you have eaten enough. Try to make your sit down a 20 minute sit down. Work on that. Just even if you're at the table for 20 minutes, distraction free. I mean, distraction free is great, but let's, let's be honest. We're all still trying to rush through life. And I don't know why I talked about this the other day. What's the big rush to get old and retire, right? Limited mobility, limited money and limited mindset. So, cause we're stuck in our ways the older we get. So what's the rush? So slow down a little bit, my friends. Now we're going to talk about social eating. I'm just hitting the targets here. I'm not going to go into details with this. Um, because I encourage you to reach out and let me know how I can help you answer these and just apply them to your own life. But when it comes to events, pre-plan your events. If you're going for a road trip, grab some water, grab some snacks. Or if you're going to stop off at Tim Hortons or a donut place, what are you going to get? Think of that in advance if you can. I know I personally don't go to Tim Hortons regularly because A, I would be tempted to buy something I don't want. B, I can make a tea or a coffee at home. But if we're going on a road trip, I'll get a tea typically because it lasts a lot, that much longer. But I can't resist temptation twice. So, you know, if we're going there and back, I know I'm going to get a snack that day unless I have something in the vehicle with me. I know that about me. Um, so I need a different snack ready to go. So check ahead. Know what it looks like. If you know you're stopping at Tim Hortons and you're going to be indulging in a snack or any kind of road trip, then have something prepared. Bring it with you. Munching on carrots. I used to love to munch on carrots whenever I did any long distance road trips. Carrots. I would bring a baggie of vegetables whenever I went in the car. Twofold. A, it would distract me and make sure I didn't eat anything else. And B, it would help me get my vegetables in. So I pre-plan short-term events, <laughs> half an hour trips with veggies. Um, but if they're longer than that, you know, keep that in mind. So pre-plan your events. Check ahead with what the food might be if you're going to a different restaurant or a friend's house and you don't know. Think about what your options could be in your head. Offer to bring something, a veggie tray, a fruit tray, a soup, a healthy main course. Offer. But when dining out, always add a green salad. I want to say a green salad with, you know, the vinaigrette on the side if you can and just be more mindful what's in it 
or make the green salad your main course with something else as the add-on. And here's a trick, especially when you're going out, use a smaller plate. Quite often at home, I'll use a smaller plate. We don't need the portion sizes that are in these big plates. Even at home, we don't. So you have to make the choice when you're out to decide to yourself if it's worth it. If it'll make you happy now, or if it'll make you happy in the long run. If eating that donut, it's only going to, if it's only going to satisfy a short-term craving, it has no impact on my long-term plans besides making it harder to reach my destination. Why would I do that? So I don't do that often. I do do it. And I'm going to explain why I do do it. I do it intentionally and I'm going to get there, but let's finish this first. Okay. So you have to make the choice as to whether you're going to decide yourself if it's worth it now or if it's going to impact you later. Which one will make you the most happy? Or will it make you overeat in your whole caloric intake or your whole emotional eating spectrum that you are trying to step away from? If it's going to do more damage than good, is it worth it? So what I say by that is if I have a high high carb breakfast or on the weekends when we're not as careful in the kitchen, when it comes to breakfast, it doesn't work for me. Because then I will eat other foods throughout the day that don't serve me. So I have to make healthier choices on the weekends than what my family does. And I know that. But every once in a while, I'll just have a smaller version of what they're eating. And that's because I know that I have the rest of my day planned out with some ideas as to what I'm going to make. Practice saying no and being nice and polite. When you fall down, get back on track. Analyze the situation. What is your typical response when you fall down? Do you overindulge for the rest of the day? Do you feel like you have failed altogether? How can you plan better next time? How can the next meal be a better choice than the one before? And here are some tricks to help you move forward with confidence. Find healthy eating restaurants. Keep classics like fruits and vegetables ready to go. Walk around, burn extra calories, whether it's at an airport, if you're able to fly, whether it's at a park, whether you just have a few extra minutes in your day, get more movement in. And when driving, try to stop and stretch. These are going to, you know, instead of getting tired and using caffeine or sugar as a pick me up, definitely add these different tricks, especially when traveling, they're going to make a big difference. So I shared with you why I eat a a treat every once in a while. And because this is a long-term game and any kind of long-term game comes with sustainability. And if I want to sustain it, it cannot be eliminated from my diet. Nothing is unwelcomed in my diet. I can eat whatever I want. I can choose whatever I want. I can do whatever I want with the food. Again, unless it's an allergy or something like that, but the reason why I have the odd treats every once in a while is because I've made room for them. My diet is 80-20. 80% of the time, I am on track. 20% of the time, I am allowing whatever comes into my life to be enjoyed. Try to apply that to your life. So I want to preface don't let your weekend be your weekend. 
And we've heard this before, but here's why. That is actually 25% of your week, not 80% or not 20%. So Monday to Friday is not 80%. So you could be making conscious choices Monday to Friday, really good, and then overindulge on the weekend and you won't get anywhere. What if every single day of the week you are as conscious as you can be with making smart decisions and maybe your dinner meal, you just make a different choice or maybe you look at it differently when it comes to treats or snacks. How can you apply the 80-20 rule to your life? Is it daily where your breakfast snack, lunch snack is good? Your dinner is okay, but then you resist temptation for the rest of the night because of the rest of your day was good. Or are you the type of person where you need to be a hundred percent on the roll with two days off or one and a half days off, whatever that looks like to you. And this is where everybody is different. A lot of people start off too strong and they don't know where to course correct. This is where I'm here to help you, my friends. I'm not keeping you super long today. It's it's about 33 minutes this length of this podcast, but you know, I, there's a lot of information that we talked about when it comes to emotional eating and the mindset and course correcting and telling yourself a new story and the pillars of being conscientious, conscientious staying consistent, but more importantly, the accountability piece it's what's going to have you see success. No, there's two pieces. Consistency and accountability is what's going to have you see success. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, I've only gone over a little bit of the information that's included in the download. And then there's the coaching that comes with it. Um, just so you know, for anybody that is listening, not only is this a wicked program that has yielded amazing results for a lot of people. And yes, today we're applying it with food and meals, but the same mindset applies to money into movement. That's why they're all together. You're at the same place financially that you're at right now based on the other decisions that you've made in the past. Same thing with movement. You are physically where you're at with your body right now based on the choices that you have made in your past. So if you want it to be different, you need to do something different. And it starts with different choices. It starts with the same, the same theory of consistency and accountability. It, it starts with resisting temptations or seeing where they fit in your life. We don't want to resist all temptation. We still want the story of associating food with celebrations and with people to still be there. But we want to approach it differently. Let me know how I can support you this week. I am here to help. I am here to share my stories of myself and my successful clients and to help you be one of them. So once again, thank you for sharing a little bit of your time with me, a little bit of your day with me, and I look forward to hearing from you.